Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best damn shows on TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And tonight is the season wrap-up of Game of Thrones, episode 510. Um, it's called Mother's Mercy. Kind of knew where we are going with this. Uh, David Nutter delivered a, our, our last episode, of course, written by D&D. Bro, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and let you open this up here before I unleash. <laughs> So we go in thoughts on the episode? Yeah, thoughts on the episode here. Uh, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I know there's a lot of insane stuff that goes on in this episode, a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of big surprises, I'm sure, to a lot of people. Let me and tell you, all I know is, is I had to pull my heart off the floor and put it back in my chest after watching <laughs> this one. You know. But go ahead and finish up what you were saying. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, liked, I liked all the dialogue. I thought all the scenes were shot extremely well. Um it's hard for me to think of a spot I didn't really care for too much. Um, really enjoyed it. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm super excited because this is pretty much the absolute end of book readers' knowledge. If another book doesn't come out before next season, we will all be unsullied. In the dark, huh? Yeah, I hear you. Well, I, I, at first, I wanted to cuss, throw things at TV, uh, contemplate the murder of D&D. Uh, several things after I watched this episode, but I came to my senses and realized this is the reason I love the show, because you get what you don't expect. You get what is not typical, stereotypical, you know, they're not necessarily a happy ending for everyone, as we learned the hard <laughs> way again. Never. You know, I just, I hate that I felt like I was hook, line, and sinker for this season, because, gosh damn, if they didn't make Stennis look like a guy I could love, and then within an episode or two, I was happy to see the demise. And then you see finally a character to fall in love with and get all the way through and see monumental success da, 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 to only be betrayed. <laughs> I, um, yes. Uh, my wife looked at me and said, I'm done with this effing show. <laughs> you know, because she was a Jon Snow love guy and different like that. And so, so, you know. Uh, but overall, it is the reason that we think it's the best show on TV is because it does these things. There's not a there's not a fan out there that can't say their heart was tore out, you know. Even if you knew it was coming out there, which I didn't know it was coming, so it was even more of me standing off the couch going, "What in the Sam hell just happened?" <laughs> but um, this is what makes the show what it is, and why everybody loves it. And any of these naysayers out here who call it a, an adult soup opera and all that crap and can't understand why I watch it. You know, I just feel sorry for you because you hadn't got into this. But yeah, it's really silly. I mean, no other show delivers the emotion that you're going to get. From yeah, this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm a diehard Walking Dead guy and just like that, and it does. It can pull at your heartstrings here and there and so on. But this is just the ultimate when it comes to that level of just holy crap that just happened. Can yeah. not believe this. So it's one of those things. I say we get right into the rundown, bro. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know. All right. So, Shores. First scene, you see the ice melting, and Melisandre walks up, and you know you get the you get the idea, of course, just like she says. The you know the uh, Lord, Lord of Light, Light delivered. Yeah, it has delivered well on its promise, and so on. You know, and as soon as you hear it, pff, that didn't matter. You know, you get some good news. You get some news from the rest of the men that half of them have deserted and took all their horses and everything else, yep. and basically just took all the wind out of the sails. And you see Melisandre's face, like, oh shit. Yeah, it, you know, and my first thought was. She's just been exposed, or she just, in my thoughts, she just realized this campaign's over. This is not how it was supposed to go, and that, you know, 
I need to uh, I need to tuck tail. Yeah, yeah I, I think she realized that there's no amount of magic she could pull off at this moment to right. save. You know, there's something else I thought about, bro, in this detail, in this part right here. She made the comment of, you know, I've seen the banners at Winterfell burning, da-da-da-da. But she never says that I can remember that it was him that she sees successful there. She just says she sees the images of the banners of the Boltons and all that stuff going up and da-da-da-da. Who's to say it's just not somebody else who finishes the business later? Well, the thing of it is, is she did, uh, not this season, but a season past, talked about Stannis winning a great battle in the fires and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, I think it's, first off, this is r- ridiculous to say, we don't see Stannis die at the end of this. Yeah, I know. Now you hear a horrible sound, well, like it his could be head a sword. was chopped in half. Not his head lopped off, but like his head was hey, pierced off. Yeah, I got news for you. I, whenever they leave you like that, it's on purpose. Yeah, we don't know if he's dead. Probably now, we know that sword hit a tree. You're right well, beside him. Of, of anybody... Yeah. Of the most righteous human being on the Who's Westeros. Who's to say, the first episode we come back, Brienne's sliced in half, and Stannis is looking at somebody who just saved her? No, I don't... they definitely not kill Brienne off screen. No way. No way. Uh, but, well, I mean, they could be the opening scene. But I'm surprised that they would kill Stannis off screen, too. Yeah, th- that's what is surprising. So, I'm thinking it's very possible that maybe Stannis does have a battle still to win. Maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway, um... You know, so he still tells, he, then the, the, another man walks up and says, Sire, you know. You come know, with me. Come with me, you got to see this. And he comes over there and sees his wife hanging from a tree. And as I got finished with my golf clap at this moment, <laughs> um, and my wife's over and like, bitch deserves it. You know, da, 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 you know. Uh, I guess she couldn't handle the shame or the guilt of killing her own daughter. Yeah, yeah, I could kind of see this, I almost slightly kind of see this coming. You know, yeah. almost like, I almost thought she might have like caught herself on fire. You know what you I know, mean? My man Stannis wakes up that morning thinking, okay, I've done the ultimate. Now it's time to go fulfill my destiny. And then he finds out the snow's cleared, but he's lost over uh, half his men. His wife goes and hangs himself. And he still doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't have any horses. doesn't have any cell swords. And, and he's still going to rock on, you know, and so on. Yeah, I mean, but you got to assume that he still Oh, yeah, he's, he's like feeling his destiny. He's not going to just know, waste the snow melts. And so he's like, there it is. There's my sign. I've done the right thing. But what would he do? I mean, he just lit his daughter on fire, killed yeah. his daughter, and sacrificed. Well, if he packs up, the men are gone. He, you know, yeah. He goes to becoming a farmer. I mean, he's, he's no, done. He throw himself off a cliff, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done. Just Destiny was toast. Yeah. So. Um, and then, is it, this is about the time when um, someone notices Melisandre. You know, they, they're walking in formation, and they say Melisandre t- took off on a horse. No, he's still standing over there looking at his wife. They're cutting her down, and a guy walks up and says, Yeah, Sandra was seen riding, leaving the camp. Yeah, leaving the camp. So, you know. And he tells them battle formations. Yeah, it keeps moving. Uh, You know, mm, that's just. You you know, you ought to take the cue right there that, you know, things ain't going your way. Yeah, but it's like you can't feel bad. That's like the ultimate karma. Oh, yeah. uh, Come back on him. No doubt. No doubt. Um, then it goes to John talking to Sam, and they're talking about how, you know, he battled the White Walkers and what kind of force they were, and it was the largest, tens of thousands. He actually put some numbers with it. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And he talked about how he killed one with his sword, but he took another another guy's weapon, turned to ice. And he said, well, that's, you know, they make the comment of Valyrian steel. 
you know, that equation. And, you know, you know, you know, where Sam asked the question of, you know, how many swords are out there? And John's like, not enough, you know, which you and I have talked about it before, you know, in other casts like that, you know, I think we count anywhere between six and eight swords we know exist based on the book knowledge and what the show has shown us. Well, actually, I, I looked into that a little bit more, and supposedly there's 200 swords of, of knowledge in Westeros, Essos area, right? Mm-hmm. But the ones we've seen, the ones we show so version, the ones show version wise, yeah, maybe six to eight of them, right. and even those six to eight are so highly coveted. Yeah, you know, it's not like the Night's yeah. Watch are going to get their well, hands no, on a long call. What's going on? Yeah. No long call now. <laughs> Lone survivor. Yeah, um, you know, and Sam um, decides he wants to make a request that you know. Well, first of all. I got to talk about his little nookie moment. You know, yeah. you know, you know, you know <laughs> very carefully. Yeah, very carefully. He's like, how'd you do that to get your ass whipped? And he's like, very carefully. You know, there was a little boyish grinch. But, you know, John's got nothing to talk about. I mean, he's got the, he's done yeah, the same thing. Absolutely. You know, he's dipped the doll stick, and we know the truth. And, um, and so they go over that. Well, then Sam makes the request to come to Maester and go to Old Town. Uh, come to find out this genius idea and move that he does this. You know, otherwise he would be a laying lost, next to him. Lost the final friend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but um, and so him and Gilly and all them, they, you know, he kind of gives him the nod and agrees, uh, which is, uh, I think, uh, a good thing. I think that's you know that's Sam has no business being in Castle Black. Definitely doesn't have any business being there now. You know. Well, I mean, he still plans on coming back to Castle Black, but he's not a fighter. No. You know, and he, he can be more useful and you know help the night's watch by being a maester yeah and plus they need one anyway with maester Amon. yeah i don't know if he dead. wants to come back now well the thing of it is he's not going to know he's not going to know what's going on yeah you hope he finds out before or he comes back and goes oh hey sam yeah i don't know yeah we'll see how that works out um sansa escapes using the old little corkscrew there to uh undo the lock Disappointed. Yeah, I thought for sure that corkscrew was going out somebody's was, eye or oh, ear. Oh, you know, in somebody's neck. Watch yeah. him gargling blood. Yes, one of Ramsey gargling his blood. Uh, instead, nothing. I think there. this is where the the trailer for next episode really let us down. She's like, I'm gonna whatever's left of me, I will fight. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, really, Reek does all the fighting <laughs> for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you drop the corkscrew, put that bitch in your pocket, and I stab swear, somebody if they get in your way. I swear. <laughs> Why leave evidence that you escaped? I just hadn't figured that one out yet. You know no what? Idea. You put that back in your pocket, you have a weapon. You know, a melee weapon, if maybe. You close the door behind you, so no one realizes you're not in there. Yeah. Instead, we leave the door wide open. <laughs> with the corkscrew on the ground. I mean, hello. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, you know, my eight-year-old could figure that out. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyway, so she's running through the place. Everybody's preoccupied. The place has got less than half people there. Um, you can just see it's thin, a thin group. Um, and she makes it over to, uh, you know, looks like she makes it over to the Broken Tower. And like she's been trying to make it way up there. At the same time, you see Stennis making his formations towards Winterfell. And as well as you see Brienne uh, kind of standing there watching the, the castle, waiting for the light. And uh, I thought this was, I didn't understand this part. Because, like, you know, this series of events was going pretty fast here. This, uh, is, this is where you, you see Brynn make that decision. Do I stay and focus on Sansa? Or is the fact that Sansa is so close, I can't pass up this opportunity to avenge Renly? Do you and agree you with see, this decision? Uh, no. I don't at all. I, I think I, it was the, you're a singular fighter. 
and you see Stannis with a, what looks to be at least a few hundred men. Yeah, but you know, never underestimate you know the fact that Brienne. This is Brienne's number one goal. Has always been her number one goal is to get her Stannis. first failure. Yeah, you know because she let Renly down. Renly was somebody who was kind to her. It's well, like, she didn't let him down. There wasn't shit she could do about it. No, but she still blames herself. For yeah, it, well, she's prideful. You know, yeah, so right. so she. But you see that. You see, as soon as she turns her back and her and Pod start walking, oh, out, yeah, the light comes the on. Light comes on. You know. Yeah, I mean, which is a little coincidence. Yeah, it was like, but but still cool. Cool how it was filmed, and yeah, and then you see Sans obviously looking out the tower, and she sees, you know, yeah, the fleet. Stannis coming. Well, then, you know, Stannis is there, and he starts to give orders, and he's like, all right, get in, you know, siege formation. And then he's like, here, you know. And he's like, there won't be a siege, sire. And he turns and looks, and then the Rams, the Boltons are already. Yeah, huge force. Huge force, all down. mounted, coming around there. And when, how about the visual? Where you see that, like that, and you see them just kind of, like, encapsulate them, like a full moon comes around well, what's them. What's cool is last year, when Stannis took the Wildings, same type of deal. You know, you got a center force, and you have a wrapping force coming around. He was taken out by pretty much his own formation. You know, something that made it look really realistic. Did you notice that Stannis's force? A lot of them were fleeing. Oh, were the back parts around? I didn't even notice. Man, I walked out. I was like, "That's what makes it real." That means somebody went the extra detail because you know as well as I do, they wouldn't stay in perfect formation. Yeah. In a battle, like some idiot was on a computer just making these phony little people. It showed people running away in the back. Fleeing for their lives and so on. Yeah, I liked. I did like even when they did kind of a side pan or like that. You see the one guy up front that's kind of leading the charge. I'm like, there. At least you know. Yeah. Stannis is. <laughs> he's yeah, taking he, it. Yeah, he's taking and it. I like the little scene where he's just kind of, he like just contemplating what to do, and he's yeah. just like, he goes and pulls a sword. If it, if it, yeah. I'm going down. This is how I'm going. I'm down. going down with my boots on. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know, and so then, you see, you know, you. It doesn't really show anything. You hear some. You hear some ching ching, and oh, yeah, people you hear some death. You hear yeah. some battling, and then it it shoots to the scene of Stannis alone in the woods, and you know there's or a guy alone, well, kind of alone. injured, injured, injured a little bit. There's a guy on the ground who's suffering, talking, and two people are walking behind him. Finish that guy off on the ground. Stannis turns around, and so on. I had a real problem with this. He was out in the middle of a field, surrounded by horseback. Riders and so on. How in these saying, hey, does he end up in the woods? Um, well, if you, in the scene, you see they're actually surrounded by trees. You know, I know they're in the field and stuff like that. Exactly. But, but I got to assume if you're falling back, whatever you're doing, that you would try to go into a place where the horses aren't as lethal, uh, yeah. which is in the trees. So I understand where you're coming from. They were completely surrounded. How did he get out? I yeah, have no I mean, idea. When you're on your feet, I mean, give me but a break. He is known to be one of the best, you know, people on the battlefield. So that's I, the best I give or it, not. No. I give him props for a cool scene, though, of him dispatching those two dudes. Yeah, I and mean, taking like, a they, thought, they thought they had to hit him dead to rights. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, he does a. I hate to I hate to use the comparison, but he does a Jamie Lannister right there to him. Instead of oh, putting yeah. it through his eye, he puts it right through his throat, and the guy just looking like. I can't believe he just did that to me. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty awesome little fight scene. You know, not that he necessarily deserves it, uh, but cool to see. You know, that he got a little, you know, day in the sun. Yeah, you know, Well, then he, you know, he they got they got a shot on the back of his leg, and he's he's got a really he's got a nasty wound, and so he slides up against a tree, and you hear somebody else walk up, and then this is another part that bothered me. 
Brianne just happens to walk up. Like, you know, it's like, how convenient is that the, all the battling's over? There's nobody else around, da 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 and she walks up right on Stannis. Well, my thing is, is, that's, is a, this is what I would assume she would do, is you see where the battle is. Just stand there. Just keep your eye on Stannis as best you can, see what's happening. And if you notice, when they did the pan across the battlefield, there's a shitload of dead people. Yeah. Not just Stannis people. There's horses all over the place, dead people all over the place. So Stannis' men held up as... Rebellion. I mean, better than I would expect it. Yeah. You know, so I would assume, because even when you see the Ramsey scene where he's just kind of out just cleaning up bodies and stuff like that, he's not anywhere near Stannis, doesn't look like. Yeah, I know. It looked like the terrain was completely different where Ramsey was. Did you notice that? Yeah, I think they just picked some scenes, you know, some some locations. They were like, okay, this would be cool for this, and this yeah. would be cool for this. Because yeah. obviously Bran can't be walking up on Stannis in the middle of that field to dispatch exactly. him. Yeah, that's why I say it was. there was too much convenience needed to even make the scene work. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to make a lot of assumptions on how it could, how it could have come together like that. But I don't care, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm I not just, gonna nitpick. But that. they do such a good job with other details. Why I, do you I let agree. that get to that point? I agree. You know, I agree. So that that was a letdown for me, and, you know. And like I said, when Ramsey, the next part, it shows Ramsey going and he's cleaning up people. And, you know, mercy this and mercy that. Another example of him just being, you know, devilish to the core. Uh, it's been I've been beaten to death with this. I think the only reason this scene is there is to show that he's outside the castle, because it's only to show that Sansa has a limited amount of time because Ramsay isn't inside. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll that, give you that's that. That's the only reason it's there. You know, but you know, I, me personally, I would have preferred him sitting on the horse and watching it and having a, a dialogue. Uh, you know, something about enjoying. I wouldn't mind him talking to Roos. Exactly. Roos is not in the battle. Him going over there and finishing a guy who are already on the ground and defenseless is useless to me. I understand. But, you know, I know it was only to show, it's only to reflect what sent, what's going yeah, on. Well, I think, I think it was just, um, I think they could have done more. That's, that's what I'm, I'm going to end on that. End on that. Hang on, though. Are we going to talk about the Brienne here a little bit? Oh, Brian's little speech here? Yeah, we're already on it, kind of, you know. Oh, man, God, I mean, on the Brian of Tarth. And then she goes into this long melee about, you know, you killed such and such. And was that you? Did you deny it? You know. And then she what, she had a long monologue for her former king. Well, now, you know, that's everybody. They talk about the king, you know, the whatever. True king of Westeros, yeah. Raynar, first men, and blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> right blah, blah blah. Get to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but I do like the fact that you realize that Stannis has come to the conclusion. Basically, now he's like, I've done all this horrible shit. You know, like I feel like he, the guilt has has really sunk in now. You oh, know, he became aware. Yeah, and when he's you know like do your duty, you know he. He's pretty much announced what he would do to him. You know what I mean? If he was standing opposite, you know, it's like, what you're doing is the right thing. I have, you know, murdered my brother, burned my daughter, you know, done all these horrible things, yeah. leached a little a, a boy to kill other men, and, you know. Yeah, I, you know, drove my wife to commit suicide. Yeah, so I thought it was a kind of, a, you know, a cool ending scene for I'll him. I'll give you that. Boy, does she not look in, like intimidating in the all black versus the white background? Yeah, absolutely. Pulls that blade out. Pulls it, only pulls it out, you know, quarter of the way, though. Yeah. You know, just to kind of show him what's happening. Any, uh, any last words? 
Do your duty. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that little monologue there. I didn't enjoy that. I will give you that. I feel like neither one of their characters did something out of the ordinary in that scene. The only thing I could say is is that, gosh, I wish Brienne had more to do. Yeah, I do look at this season as a kind of mixed bag for Brienne. Like she had like a couple episodes in the beginning of the season, and like two and three, where she had some big parts and some big things going on. Because you got to admit, one of the best fight scenes of the whole season oh, was her on horseback. Her on horseback. You know, yeah, I agree. And that was early in the season. You give us a little tidbit. But you were hoping she had a little bit more. But she's a great actress, and her dialogue is fantastic most of the time. So I look at it like the times where she's just kind of sitting and waiting and watching. Like, just throw in another little scene of her and Pod, you know, just yeah. even a little snippet. You know something that I was worried about? I've noticed in a few other movies and stuff like that, she has been cast in several big movies coming right out here very oh, shortly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think she's in the new Bond movie. I think she's also she's in... She's in Star Wars. She's in the Star Wars. She's another thing. Maybe her schedule was full. Maybe you know this was a flexibility issue. I don't know, because I mean she's uh, mm. she's highly sought after right now. Yeah, but I think she's. First off, she loves the show. If you've ever watched interviews with her and stuff like that, she's like in love with her character, in love with this. I think she knows. She ought to. I There's think not another the actress in the world that you can know? play her part. Yeah, I, I think she's well aware of what this show has done for her, and I don't see her ever oh, yeah. giving putting it in the back burner for anything. Oh, I I compare her with uh, with Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes. He'll always be known as Rick Grimes. I don't care what other stuff he does in the rest of his life. He will always be Rick Grimes. Yeah, where where do you go from there? No, he's typecasting. I hate to tell you. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> but at least she's using well, her. No, he is in love actually. Let's don't talk about that. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. I don't care. What you're <laughs> yeah, well, he actually does a good job in the first original Strike Back. You know, they did the prequel. But anyway, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, so then it goes back to Sansa, and Sansa's catching up, and all of a sudden she comes around the corner, and there's homeboy's mistress with an Miranda. arrow born at her. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so this is where the preview takes us, you know, where she's yeah. going to start talking, you know. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, I hate to say this, but shoot her. Well, Why don't put a bolt in her? Let's just see what happens. Are they really going to go there? Are they really going to do this? They weren't going to kill her, but I did think, like, how cool would it be if maybe she took one to the arm? Because you know, she even told her, she said, I won't kill you, you know, but I can attack parts of you that will just be playthings at some point. So say, okay, so say she shoots her in the leg or the arm or something like that. It's like, ugh, that'd be awesome just to see Sansa pull it out of her leg and stab Miranda in the throat or something. I want to see her with some agency like that, yeah, you know, I'd love does. to see it. You know, and I did love to see her not, like, terrified. And then yeah. I did love well, to she- see Reek throw her and you hear her just... Did you hear the and you head smack? Blood splatter just from her head. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> <It's> like <"Hee-hee-hee." laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's gonna be a hell of a scene to mop up later. Oh god. Oh man, man, the crunch, dude. When yeah, I tell you, man, I was like, man, I was thinking about when I eat Butterfinger. Mm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like snapping a Kit Kat down. I there. swear, <laughs> it was a thud. It was Ooh. something. I, uh, but finally, you know, to see Rick. Now, not to mention that they're probably both going to break their ankles, legs, and ribs when they make that fall off the side of the wall. But uh, yeah, it was. Whew, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that. It's uh, it's going to be a. That's you know that moves the part where they grab hands and of course they jump off the side of here. I'm guessing they just know that's a snow packed area and that's gonna, absolutely. Those, you absolutely. know they're going to come out of that. You know, 
it'd be something the next scene where you see Sansa is right next to him with something shot through her chest and she's dead and Rick's <laughs> right there looking at her going no 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 you know no that's not gonna be the case <laughs> yeah, I know but I'm just thinking how can they shock and awe us the first episode coming back you know oh, there's plenty of stuff that could be bringing to, oh, there's to the no, light there's no, there's no doubt but um, yeah, I, I thought this was a good scene too. I thought this was cool. A little yeah. quick, a little quick for Reek to to change. You know what I mean? You know, because he's been so he's been so consistent, so consistently beaten down, and you know, loyal, uh, loyal to his master yeah, and stuff for like him that. To do this, but I think that's the thing too. Is I think he's loyal to Ramsey. He's not loyal to Miranda. You know, so I can see. Well, it, he defeats that by taking her and jumping off the side. True, true, you know. But I also think at that point he knows he's dead too after throwing her off the wall and smashing her on the bottom. True that. True you that. Know, so I, can he could, that. I could see that as like, now we're both dead. Yeah, people. how can you explain that? Yeah, now we're both dead. So let's both just Yeah, because he can't lie to him because he'll right, die. Right, right. So. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, so then it whips back over to... Uh, Trent, is that his name? The Marin Trent. Uh, Marin Trent. And he's got his three little girls out there, and he's got his little sadistic or sadist whip, and he's hitting one at a time. And they're, It's like a little cane. And um, the first two are squalling for because of the pain. He hits the third one and does nothing, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I know uh, what this is. Tell me, though, did you have anything that this was the waif and not Arya? And I'll be honest, when she lifted her head up, I thought, that is the waif. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking that completely. In my mind, the first thing that went through my mind was is that this um, this girl was spoiling Arya's fun. Does that make sense? Or protecting Arya from her own bad that, decisions. That's what I was thinking. Exactly what you just said. Basically, yeah. like, I know what you're wanting to do. I'm going to go do it. And so you can actually fulfill what you need to do. Yeah. And stuff like that. And to get that stuff off your mind or something. Like you said, protecting her. And so when I did that and stuff. And then it stuns me when she takes the face off. Yeah. And then, uh, then it was Arya. You know, then, after she takes a good swap in the stomach, you know, from the uh, homeboy, you know, a good punch. I was like, wow. And she comes out. And then Spider-Man's. I swear probably. she pulls out the three-inch blade. <laughs> I mean, and let me tell you, three inches generous for this little blade. I give it good inch and a half, two inches. I mean, and then she Spider-Man's at him right to the eye. <laughs> I think it's the other eye. I mean, well, first it was one eye pops out, gets the other eye, and then like four or five jabs in the chest throat area. And then takes his scarf and is shoving in his throat to keep him quiet. Yeah. I'm gonna go this is, this is a badass scene. Deadly. She's like, you know who I am. Do you know who I am? Yeah. You know, you know who you are? Oh. No one. <laughs> I loved this scene. Yes. And I'll be honest, when it first started and he's whipping those girls, I was a little like, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see him just, you know, torturing a couple girls. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. for sure it was just going to be, he's going to be torturing three girls and then Arya would come in or something like that. It's like, I don't need to see this. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what this scene did for me though? It made me realize that the when they do what's happened previously before the episode starts, they give you so many clues, so many eggs of what's going to happen. Yeah. They have never shown her former sword master. I can't remember his name. Oh, Sirio for real. Okay. They have never shown him in anything until this episode. Oh, absolutely. What, what's the importance of showing him? Because she even tells him. She says, you were the first on my list. Exactly. So there's your clue 
that, uh, there, that something involving him was going to become an issue. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. there was that. Well, then it also showed in the prequel, or preview like that, that it showed John talking to his uncle, who was the first knight, who disappeared. And later on, you're going to see how that became part of the deal. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. When they kept hammering that in, I was like, are we going to fucking see Benjamin? I know. Are we going to see Benjamin for real? I was really hoping. Like, that's what I was, I was too. Because when they were showing that part, I was like, wait a minute. Cause we're going to see a, a, you know, a character come back. If you want to talk about all the crackpot theories that are out there, a lot of them have to do with Benjamin Stark. Well, see, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking Benjamin was going to show up as a White Walker. Like, you're going to see him as transformed, or white, or whatever you want to call him. Maybe. You know what I mean? I was just thinking, you know, because think about it, the long hair, former crow turn. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, but then, like you said, they don't they don't turn those. You have to be a baby first, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But that was my thought originally. And I didn't catch this until later on in the episode, but the face that she put on was the little girl she killed in episode, like, three or four. The little girl she gave the gift to, the dad had brought in. Oh, yeah. That's why they showed her in the preview of what, you know, previously on Game of Thrones. I was like, holy crap, I didn't even realize that's the little girl. You see? Another Easter. I mean, like. So you see all I this stuff. I got news stuff. for you. From now on, I'm paying attention to the what happened before from now on. And quite a bit stronger. And there's some things in this episode that we'll get to about how original scenes that maybe we didn't really care for that much paid off. Oh, yeah. Further down, you know. In the, in the but you got to admit, to the. The, the common viewer, you don't see that. You don't get that payoff as much. Because like you said, that right there, Absolutely it didn't not. hit me until you it hit did, it. It did not hit me until she was putting the face up and stuff. And I was like, holy crap. That's why they showed the little girl. That's the little girl's face. Yeah, it was crazy. That, yeah. that was good stuff. So good callback. You know, yeah, good callback. Good callback. To that. So like you said, she tells uh, Trent that, you know, how you were first on my list. You, you know, you killed this and that. You know, you, you, know, you know I am. You know, Arya Stark, but now you're no one. Slices his throat. He falls while he's in there crying and whimpering before he gets the stroke. Yeah, cut. and damn good job by the makeup people for making two cut-out eyes, dude, stabbing chest, and then brutal. You know, if that's really that actor, which I'm assuming it is. Oh yeah, damn good job of playing, oh, yeah. just almost massacred. The tiniest little upsetness, tiniest little bit. She cuts the throat. He falls like a dead fish. Yeah, there's always... How many times have you seen a guy cut a throat, and you like he grabs his throat, he's gargling, he's suffering for his last breath, da-da-da-da-da. He got that throat cut, falls like a dead fish. Yeah. That's something that... that that's a, that's, that's a, a trope, almost. That's a very point. small detail. Yeah. But damn it, I'm detail-oriented. But yeah. hey, whatever. I'm super happy with how this thing... Yeah. Because I was not happy with how that was built up with her... Oh, yeah. You know, selling oysters in the, in the stuff. So... It may, her, you know, yeah. With her getting that, that, for all done, that garbage before. Yeah. With her getting that done, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I love this. Arya returns the face of the girl. Um, Jack walks up and talks about you took a life that you weren't meant to take. Um, You've stolen from the no-face guy. Yeah. And, you know, and now a debt is owed. And he, so he takes the, so the to hold the girl, you know, holding Arya. And she, you think that he's been to poison her. And she's whimpering and so on. I'm like, oh, heck no. No, 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 no. You can't kill Arya after that. <laughs> I was like, I want her to finish her list now. Yeah. And uh, then he takes the drink. And I was in complete shock. I was just like, really? No, they did not just do this. I was too. I ain't gonna lie. I was in And then shock. he falls. And you see his cold corpse laying there. And she's crying over him and saying no. And the girl's like, why are you doing this? He's my friend. You know, da, 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 da. And then he turn around and there's Jack again. And... I was like, oh, no, this is not going to go well. 
I just knew right there that, you know, that was like, it was like another test to yeah. see, you know, if she's ready because she still holds a relationship. She still holds that. You know, it was just another example that she's not ready. And, of course, he relays that to her. And so then the really cool special effect of keep pulling the faces off. It done really well. Yeah, it was kind of like, that's really impressive. And then it pulls off to her. And I didn't understand the symbolism here. You know, I didn't, you know, I think they were trying to symbolize something here, but I didn't get it. I thought that some of it was kind of like, you know, we could easily have your face too, you know, kind of a deal. Yeah. Like just as easily you could be the one here. But the thing of it is too is I think it's kind of a hallucination because he told her beforehand, like, or not afterwards, she was like, you know, falsely wearing a face or whatever. It's just like poison. You know what I mean? So i guessing her putting on a face for the wrong reason poisoned her. You know, because you don't see them touch her or put anything on her or like that. Or maybe when she was touching the faces, they were laced with poison or something like that. So I'm assuming that's what's going on because all of a sudden she starts going blind. Yeah. You know, so I'm assuming she's poisoned and now she's kind of hallucinating even seeing herself there possibly. Yeah. You know, I don't know for sure on that. It leaves you up for interpretation, that's really, for sure. Really cool scene though. I'm not going to hate on it because I thought for sure like this was jacking kind of. And then... I got to thinking for a second there. I was like, nah, he's going to come right out of the, around the corner, yeah. you know. Well, then, um, and then, of course, you know, you're not ready. And then she's like, well, what's wrong with my eyes? And he starts getting blurry. And then they turn white and, you know, and yep. blind and so on, you know. And then it cuts away. And I'm like, oh, hell. <laughs> Man, come on. Then it goes over to Dorn. They're at a boat dock. And everybody's saying their goodbyes fairly well. You know, the prince, you know, um, Jamie and his daughter, you know, and shaking hands, da, da, da. and then um, you see the mistress, you know, and I completely missed the significance of this, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh-huh. Gives her the big kiss on the lips, you know, and say, I wish you well, da, 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 and they go on, and of course the three sand snakes are there, and everybody's happy, go lucky, get on the boat, and then Brom walks over there, you know, and he's like, am I going to see you again? And Maybe I'll come visit. Yeah, I'll come visit, and you know, not too long, you know, and then she then she throws out, you know, <laughs> the, you know, what did she say? Um, you want the good woman, but you need the bad pussy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. It bites his ear. <laughs> I know it. And, you know, the Brom, you can just see he him, he's it. aroused. <laughs> he's intrigued. He's like, I don't know if I really want to leave, you know. <laughs> And so someone's got me pegged. And so he gets on there, and so on, and he get there, and then it shows a scene of him on the boat, you know, and he's talking to his daughter, Jamie, and of course, dialogue this, dialogue that, and she kind of hits him with the uh, "I've known, I yeah. kind of already knew," you know, and I'm happy, you know. And I was like, this is a cool little moment, you know. Uh, it's kind of an eye-opening experience. Maybe they're going to kind of open the doors, but realize. And I thought they were foreshadowing this that. Yes, she knows, but we still have to maintain that secret based on what's happening back with your mother that Absolutely. you don't know about. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I, think that, that, I thought that was the reason they were exposing this at this time. Instead, her nose starts to bleed in and he, he immediately slaps me into the face yeah. of, oh my God, she was poisoned. Mm-hmm. She was, that, that bitch poisoned her with that kiss. <laughs> I mean, it's exa- it just, it was like, boom, that instantaneous. I was like, she's toast. There's nothing that's going to save her. You know, and of course she falls. You know, and Jamie's calling her. You see the you see the boat in the distance, and then it pans away to the mistress. You know, kind of rubbing her mouth a little bit, and then her you see a couple drops. Her nose bleeding. Yeah, and then she goes over and takes her little antidote. Like they all knew, 
Yeah. It's all part of the plan. Absolutely. And, you know? and it's so brutal because this is the first time Jamie's ever been able to admit it. First time he's ever been able to hold his daughter for, for real. Yeah, and call daughter. And, to, you know. And then watch her and die. Then to know, and then to have her die in his arms. It's like, holy God, man. man that's this is brutal. Brutal, brutal stuff for You Jamie. know what? This makes me salivate for next season and what happens at Dorn. Yeah, because how does Jamie not go back? Yeah, how do you not turn that effing ship around and right now? Hulk out. Yeah, just everything know, he's got. Go ahead and tell the prince that that bitch did this. Da, 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 da. I want her. You know, she's mine. And here, here, this is another scene where I'm kind of talking about like where I did not like the Sand Sakes. I did not care for most of their scenes at all. I mean, I thought they were just poorly executed. I thought the actresses pretty much sucked. But Alaria has always pulled her weight. The mistress has always pulled her weight. She's yeah. a great actress. I think the way she handles herself is fantastic. And for her to get this moment of still getting the kill, you know what I mean? Still getting what she wanted, you know, I think is awesome. Um, but this kind of takes the Sand Snake scene of, you know, with um, Nim in the jail cell with Braun, and you see what happens with Braun, how it, the blade that got him had the same poison on it. Yeah, yeah. His nose started bleeding. Oh, it gives you great. You got the antidote. Yeah. It's like at first you thought, why did they show this scene? Like why? Like what's what's the deal with it? And, and now you know the payoff of why it was there. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. Why they had that inside. Yeah. So it was like, man, this is great. Yeah. This is great. I still don't love the Sand Snakes. Oh, I don't. Well, they're 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 too young. For. And what scenes you have of their experience, and supposedly as bad as they are, that they they can't carry it, and so that's the part. The only parts that are good are, you know, like we saw in the jail cell, and then right there at the end. But I tell you what, I have I have a little bit of anticipation for for them next season because I feel like they're going to take all the negative criticism they've gotten for the Sand Snakes this year because I think a lot of the blame needs to fall on the showrunners and the writers and the directors that. How about the casting? That handled their... Well, I'm just going to say this. Casting aside, they can do a lot better with their dialogue, their writing, the way they handle their scenes. I don't love the casting at all, but I feel like they can take all the criticism they've gotten and night and day change them next season. Yeah, they better have a scene coming up where the prince realized that they've, you know lied, turn their back, and they now they've got a bounty on their head and a group of men are after to get them and they defend themselves versus a much larger horde and come out of it or something. They've got to be something that's going to ele- elevate their game and their badness in this show. In a way, I want to see that. In another way, I want to see Ario Hota one-on-four go out there and just hack and dice them to pieces. Just see all them little <laughs> girls in 400 pieces. Just see that axe go to there, work. Just bullets creak. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of things I want to see that are very violent like that and need yeah. to happen very soon. I mean, because we have what? Just scratch the surface on Ariel Hota yeah. and, you know, Prince Doran. I'm like. I want to see him wield that axe, baby. Because, like you said, I don't give third chances. So mm-hmm. once he finds this out, you know, it's like he has to, you know, follow through on his promise. You know, the only thing I can hate here is, is that they go all the way home. And don't don't think she was poisoned or anything. Do they go all the way home? Do you think they're going to go all the way back? I don't. No, there's no way they don't think she was poisoned. And here's the thing, I too. Think she, I think they're foolish if they come back to Dorne. But I think, yeah, to me, I think you need to. But Tristane's on the boat, too. Right. Who is madly in love with this girl. 
you know, he's going to act rash, You don't too. think they're going to be like, you killed you killed her? No. You don't think that? Hell no. Okay. Hell no. And Especially since he went all that way to save her. Yeah. And I can see them three coming back. And maybe they get a little three-on-three three action where Bronn's got to maybe kill his girl or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I could love to see that. Where, you know, Tristane maybe can handle himself a little bit, but maybe Jamie has to protect him yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah. It, 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 there, there's a lot of possibilities that it could be badass. I could see that could really could turn out well. Like because really well. Prince Doran is going to get uh, uh, Hota on um, Alaria. For yeah. sure. She's going to get the axe. Some kind of way. But the three sand snakes, I could see Jamie, Braun, Tristane versus the three sand snakes. Yeah, I can see that. You know. Because they're the three on the boat. And then they're the three back home. You know. I hope so. I do too. I'm hoping with you right there, man. That could be the uniting force. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, goes flashes over to Marine. You see uh, Tyrion, Dario, and Jorah sitting on the steps, like you see in the preview, and they're talking, and uh, they're kind of just having a dialogue here, and they complain about how Tyrion talks too much again. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. You always talk this much. Yeah, and just, yeah. Jorah. <laughs> <laughs> just browbeaten by you him. know, and they're you know, and basically it's just a bunch of dialogue deciding what they need to do, find Danny. Grey Worm joins and Missandei joins the conversation. You know, and they have their parts where they're like, you know, you shouldn't be here, you're exiled. Well, no, the only reason we're here and alive is because of him. They go through all that and all that to get to the part of, you know, you need to stay here, Tyrion. You know, I'm useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on this, you're not. But I, I do like what this sets up because this is what, this is Tyrion's strong suit. It is. He's proven this before and that just the fact that your boy, Varys, comes back at the end. You know, I love that. Oh, my God. So, we're going to have... You're going to have Tyrion and Varys and Grey Worm and Sandy. You know, running Marine. And then you're going to get the dynamic duo of lovers. You know what I mean? The two people that love Danny yeah, the most. this could be tough. I could see them, you know, fighting the... I'm going to save her. You save her. No, I'm going to save her. No, you're going to save her. Yeah, you I know? can go down there. All right, so one thing I did notice in this area right here, like you, you bring up Varys showing up and you know, Tyrion having this conversation and, and so on, and I love their dialogue, you know. It just so happened, maybe I should know somebody who has spies another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, Perhaps. And then he goes, <laughs> oh, I miss you, Varys. You know? <laughs> but you notice the thousand unsully all on the hills watching and stuff like that, and they even they even tell you. They're like, well, we've lost half our men. Only the unsullied can keep the peace in the city i'm like they ain't done that good of a job no well you you, you we've known there were eight thousand of them and now they made the comment that half of them are gone now so the other half need you know so we're down to four thousand we're down to four thousand and when you see a large mass of them when you see Tyrion outside and stuff so it's obvious they're in a secure area of the city well they're in the pyramid great pyramid you know and so that that's all good um which I, I I'm happy they explained a little bit because they were they were weak sauce at the Coliseum, you know, all 25 of them in their style. I, don't, I still don't think they did a great job of explaining what's going on with the Unsullied because no. the greatest fighting force has been greatly decimated every decimated. time we see them. You know, I'm waiting to see a battle where they ru- dominate. What I'm hoping to see is that they actually show that the um, Sons of the Harpy are trained fighters. I want to see that they're 
Give them some legitimacy. Yeah, have some hand like they're cell swords or something. At least that they're cell swords, like Dario. Like, Varys is going to tell you that you think you're fighting people are here, but these are actually some of the best paid assassins. There has to be something like that because they killed rich and poor alike in the states. Yeah, there has to be another reason. So there's some other force that's k- making those two forces still fight. You know what I mean? Like it's sowing discourse in the city. Exactly. Like there, it's not a gr- it's not small pockets of people creating discourse. There's actually probably one person who's sewing all this together to cause all this problem, and it's all a deflection of what he really wants to happen. Right, something like that. You know, and so there's somebody else pulling the strings. Right. And we may not even know who it is. It may yeah. not even be introduced to them until next season. Yeah, that could be a big part of next year. Is that, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. This, is, this well, is the real bad guy. You know Tyrion's going to have a big role next year. Oh, yeah. Having to run the city like this, you know, so. Yeah, there's no doubt. But I do look forward to Dario and Jorah wrote Joe. So then it cuts away to Danny, and she's on this beautiful cliff. We'll love to know where they shot this. That's Ireland, no it's doubt. Be, you know, 100% Ireland. And you know, and then you see you see uh, was it Drogon? Drogon uh, sitting on a pile of cow bones and everything yeah, else. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, that's the, really good detail. And the cool uh, dragon trope of where they heat their their bed, you know, where it's all burnt up, and he lays in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was really and cool really that he's he's tired. He's obviously flown a long way. He's taken some speed. Well, you know, she, you heard her say, she goes, those look like they hurt or, you yeah. know, okay, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So evidently he's nursing his wounds, you know. Right. And he looks tired. Yeah. And then she tries to go over there to get on to him. He bucks her and <laughs> yeah. knocks her over. <laughs> Which and is like, cool. Get oh, off me. Oh, levity. You know, a little comedy yeah. where she just pops up from the other side of the dragon. Just like, yeah. Fine then. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, and she's facing the wrong direction. Uh, it's It's something. So then, you know, it shows her kind of walking down this hill, and there's a couple of this and that and so on. I mean, is it me? She looked thick in this coat, in this outfit. She did not look like the same skinny physique, uh, you know, old Emily there. I don't know. There was something like my wife was sitting around. She's like, she's gaining some weight or she's pregnant. And uh, I, I don't know. I didn't get that I vibe. Know. I don't know. I mean, I was looking at it. I was like, well, maybe so, you know, you know, because she's, a, you know, she's a, a nice-figured woman. And from the angle they were shooting at it, I don't know if this was just a thick outfit, whatever, but it just, my wife, my, you know, my wife, you know, not women are. They go on yeah. analyze my, anything. I, I didn't saying, see any of that. You know. So, anyway, that was a little extra detail. But, and then all of a sudden, is that a Dothraki rider that, that pulls up? That is Dothraki horde. That, and there are a bazillion of them. Wow, there's a bunch. Yeah. Okay, there was a part where she takes this ring and drops it. Tell me the significance. Okay. Didn't understand. The first thing I thought was, this was her engagement ring. That's the first thing I thought. Because yeah, it was on her right hand on her third finger. Her was it on her third finger? I thought it was on her, like, her fourth finger no, or it, something. No, it, it was on her third, and then she pulled it towards her pointing finger and then dropped it. Okay, so what I thought was, when you're Khaleesi, you're supposed to go to Face Dalthrak, okay, which is where they put all the widows of any um, call, right? And she was the widow of Khal Drogo. Okay, but she went a different route. She didn't stay there, and she did her own thing. So at first I was like, well, you don't want to be wearing a wedding ring. You know, you ain't supposed to remarry and, you know, go on about your business. So I thought, all right, she better pull that off and drop it, because she knows this is Dothraki. And then I thought maybe, okay, so maybe it's a breadcrumb, you know? Maybe it's something where she's dropping something to signify, yeah, I was right here. You know, this is where I was. Breadcrumb, huh? It's the tiniest breadcrumb ever. And if supposedly if Jorah and Dario are supposed to come across that in some kind of way, I have no idea. 
I, I more I'm thought, going with the first thought. I more thought it was, I don't want to look like a married woman. Yeah. You know, or an engaged woman at this point. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think that, that the breadcrumb theory is thin at All best. Right. As, let me ask you, do you think they were coming at her in a negative way or a positive way? I don't... Hopefully it's not negative, but I think... Well, the other callus are left negatively. Would not follow a Khaleesi. Would not follow a woman. Right. You know, and they all abandoned her. You know, she only had that small unit left, you know what I mean? That saw her come out of the flames and stuff like that. So she has a reputation now, but I can't tell whether or not these guys are coming at her in a I positive or negative light. You don't attention. I just see them taking her... And this makes it that much more difficult for Dario and Jora to get her back. Well, I mean, it's 100% <laughs> impossible, I would say. Yeah. If well, they had to it's get gonna, through it's gonna, them. It's going to make it where they're going to have to, you know, do you, do you keep the Unsullied to defend the city or you go get the Unsullied to go save your queen? But my thing is, is if they're not coming at her in a negative light, that's what we're assuming right now. What if they're coming at her in a positive light? Well, yeah. Now she has a bazillion mounted... Dothraki screamers. Yeah, the ultimate white fighters. Plus her Unsullied and her cell swords and whatever else she's got left and three dragons. That's a nice, uh, that's so a nice you little may convenient coin see there. her army now. Yeah. You know, what could end up being her army. So Possible. I gotta assume. I don't know. It, just, it leaves a lot for interpretation. It leaves a lot for what if. Yeah, because they're just circling her. Howling. They just circle her. She drops a ring. You don't really know why. I don't. I couldn't guesstimate. I like what you're telling me. I'm going to run with that until they tell me differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it is. So then it goes back to old Cersei. And she's in her cell. And uh, Big Mama Nun comes over there. And the, the usual line. Confess. confess. <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden you see her kneeling in front of the High Sparrow. And... Um, She's broken. You can tell she's broken. She's just went ahead and she's biting the bullet and she confesses to adultery. Um, and incest. Or incest with um, Lancel. And he questioned her, is there any more? And she's like, no, you can tell she's lying. And then he talks about the, you know, there's this rumor of the children are bored by your brother and not your former husband. And then she picks it up and says, that's an absolute lie, da 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 And she's much more believable. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the Sparrow accepts that as truth based on the way she communicates that. Do you get that vibe? Even though he says there's going to be trial, the father, his expression made me believe that, okay, yeah, I believe her based on the way she's communicated that to me. I think she showed the most conviction in that. Yes. You know, before I would say he didn't believe her at all, which is why he kept pressuring her. But then he brought that up, and I think she came at it in such a, you know, just honest. How dare you, you say know, that? Yeah, just, such a you know, yeah. such a defile. So I, I can. Uh, well, she can't admit that either because then the king becomes useless. Well, they're all under trial then, and then they're yeah. all, you know, really they're all put to death. I mean, because it's well, treason. Tom, yeah, well, Tom and but he's the king right now. If she admits that, then he's not king anymore. Exactly. exactly. So she can't. You know. So she'll never do anything that's going to kill her kids. But once again, great great scene between her. Yeah, and yeah. the high sparrow, you know, again. He kind of stuns her, though. He's like, you know, the mother's mercy, can I please stay at the keep, you know, the red keep or whatever. Yeah. And, and he's yes. like, yeah, sure. Once you can finish your atonement. Yeah. Well, it also tells her she's going to go on trial, that this is not over. You've confessed to these Once. sins. Yeah, but not all. You know, but not all that you've been accused of. So we know we've got a trial coming. And then the atonement, obviously. 
Well, as soon as he said, yes, I'll let you stay to be able to see your son, I was like, this is a mistake. You're giving her an exit. She'll never be back. Yeah. You know, so of course, you know, um, he's, he hits her with the whole, you know, atonement, da-da-da. Well, then he pulls her out there and he's on the steps. Well, first he gets... Oh, yeah, he cuts all her hair off. Cuts her hair off. You know, I didn't expect that to go that, that, you know, they corset cleaner. And then they start cutting her hair off. I thought they were just going to make it, like, shoulder length. I didn't expect it to go all the way to buzz cut like I got. Oh, no, she in the books, she's shaved bald. Um, but, you know, the actress, Lena Headey, she keeps her hair short. This is more closer to her haircut in real life. Yeah. These Everything you've seen all these seasons, she wears wigs. Yeah, I'll believe it. Yeah, um, okay. and the well, there's a lot of people who wear wigs because nobody has eyebrows that match their hair color. In the first season, you really tell all the women wear ridiculous wigs. They didn't figure out how to do the hair right until second, third season. Yeah. So she's up there in this little loincloth or whatever it is, and her hair is all cut, and she's not looking so good, uh, you know. And then they start ringing that bell, shame, shame, you know. Yeah. And after, of course, he, he tells her that she confessed and blah blah blah. And she's looking at the, di- she sees the castle in the distance, and it's a long How walk. How far she's got to go. You know. So then they strip her. How good is this body double? How good is this CG work? Because I read into this, that's not her. This is a body double for the entire scene, except for the parts where they film her from, you know, her lower neck up. Do you realize that? No, because she's been nude in other. Yeah, well, we got. I looked it up, and sure. she did a body double for this. She just like that, um, just like Daenerys has done the whole no more nudity the on nude the show. contract, <laughs> and uh, so that was a body double, and that wasn't her being bathed. That was somebody who just had her hair over her face. That was a body double. Um, the every other part there was a CG mix. If you really, really look. At the parts where she's standing there naked, she's standing straight up and down where you can see her face. It's like a straight silhouette, and you can, you know, you have to look really, really hard or pause, but you can see a little bit of differences where the neck are, where they make the, you know, they make the transition. But every other scene where you see her up close, you'll never see anything below the neck, hmm. you know. And I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, if she doesn't want to be that way and the body double fully, it's fine. The scene was performed flawlessly. Yeah, um, the parts, and then how about the spect- the people coming at her, throwing out their Johnson and balls, and <laughs> yeah. this old woman. <laughs> I her suck me off. Yeah, oh, like, <laughs> I was just like, wow. I mean, they went. This was an intense scene that went for a long time. Okay, so they're throwing stuff at her. Where did the blood and stuff come from? Where she was stepping on? Were they throwing stuff out that was going to was cutting her and hitting her? No, or? she just had to walk through cobblestone and concrete and. Whatever her precious feet have never had to do that. Yeah, she just was walking through horrible. Yeah, it looked like they were flinging dung at her and they everything were. else. And, but she had bloody stuff all over. Yeah, it was gross. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, man, thank God I've eaten dinner already. And it was you know, horrible. I haven't looked too much at the comments on this, you know, on the feedback and stuff, but I'm sure there's plenty of. I got news for you. Nobody cared about this part other than to say Cersei got what she deserved, but why they let her back in? That's the only things you're going to read. Everybody's comments are about. What the show is ending of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she makes it back to the castle. She busts through the door, and there's Pycelle, and there's her bro- you know, brother-in-law, Kevin. Kevin. And then, um, what's his what's his Kyburn. name? Kyburn. comes over there and, and covers Kyburn's her. the only one to show her affection. Yeah, other people were just in shock, like, 
No, they're not even in shock. They almost have like a smile on their face. You saw Pycelle, he was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. brought low. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and Kevin Lannister, he already, already doesn't like her. Yeah, he's know. like, get what you should do. So Pycelle's like that, and he goes, I want you to introduce you to the new member of the Kingsguard, and you see this gold behemoth <laughs> and his face shield. Uh, basically, Frankenstein with, yeah. a, with a, a helmet on. Yeah, and he's taking a vow of silence until all of your enemies have been massacred or whatever. Uh, yeah, have been dispatched. Yeah. Awesome. This I is mean, what did you, you want to see? Right, now, if you look really close, I paused it. His eyes are almost, his bloody. Eyes are almost bloody, and the skin around it is green. You notice there's nothing on him that shows skin. Yeah, it's like purpley green yeah. colors around his eyes. Homeboy's Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the only thing missing is the bolts coming out the top of his yeah. necks, okay? And you really see the difference in size when he picks her up and his carrier, and it's like, holy, holy crap, this thing's enormous. <laughs> You know, I I was like, wow. did he did he give him a name? No, he just says he introduced the new uh, uh, Kingsguard. He doesn't say okay. anything. In the she b- knows who it is. In the books, he's named Sir Robert Strong. Oh Lord, is his name? But same thing. Never takes his helmet off. Vow uh, of silence and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. As soon as I see this scene right here. I was like licking my chops. I was looking around, going, "This is what I need." Tommen can't do it. She's gonna have her mountain take care of business. Go yeah. in there and start cleaning up, boy. Let me see them sparrows be thrown against the wall <laughs> and splatter like grapes hitting the shit. Absolutely. You know. You know, I hate that I'm rooting for Cersei right now, but you know, dang it, I just I'm not rooting for her. I'm rooting for what action I'm gonna get because yeah, of her. You're rooting for awesome. Yes, I'm rooting for the melee of destruction that Absolutely. she should be able to create. Absolutely. And the thing of it is, is like, I want to see, I want to see him against, you know, awesome foes and, oh, yeah. you know, and then just cleaning house on the cheat. I Lord. want her and to pull out his eight foot sword and just lop off as many heads in one swing as he can. <laughs> I literally want to see him baseball bat, Picel in half. <laughs> just Lily in half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just. Oh my gosh! And that's the thing. Is like I have no love for anybody at that castle right now, but yeah. I do root for the awesome factor. Yes, you know? uh, we talk about that street of blood or the red street and all those things in the past podcast. This is the time we've got it all now. Yes. She's back at the place. She's going to have be able to put her claws into certain people. She's going to be able to make things happen. I'm yeah. looking forward to I it. I could see him pulling the head off of Lancelot. Yeah, what now? She's going to become. She's going to become the biggest affair of going in there and slaughtering all these sparrows that have taken control of this place to get your wife and brother-in-law out. Yeah. And so this, she's going to become the biggest advocate for that, you know. And you see the look on her face when he's carrying her away from broken, completely broken tears to, I will have my vengeance. Oh, yeah. You know, that look. My, my yeah. time is coming. Yeah. You so know, I look forward and to her, it. And her sorry ass will get it too before yeah. somebody else gets their vengeance, <laughs> you know. Well, you know they gotta have, they gotta have Jamie and Cersei meet again. So to see like, the shock and awe, to see well, just well, to see that, Masan, uh, his daughter's dead. Yeah, you know that has to come, you know, full force. Yeah, that's two of her children gone, one left. That's Is it possible? Yeah, you know, we see Hotep and the Mountain go after each other. Oh no! <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't see that. Be awesome. I don't see that. <laughs> be awesome, man. I would love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, it ain't gonna I think yeah, I know. But it is what it is. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Then it shows um, 
John's talking to uh, Davos. What's his name? You know, yeah, Davos. Davos. And telling him, no, you can't have supplies. Your king, you know, Davos arguing, your king needs you. The reason you have this is because you're king, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you see Melisandre roll up on the horse, you know. And it's peculiar. And they run over there and uh, you just see the heartache in Davos. And, and He's cool like, because John asks King Stannis. And she's like, and she's mm-hmm. nothing but Davos goes straight Shire- to Shireen. Yeah. The family. The Princess Shireen. You know, and you can tell he's just devastated. Oh, you yeah. know. It was just oh man, this is a and I was a like, wild scene. Man, this is tough. This is so tough. You just see everybody kind of frozen, and uh, and then all of a sudden you see John. He's sitting by the fire, and he's doing something like that. And Ollie rolls up in there and goes, "Hey, there's a wildling out here. You know, he thinks he saw your your uncle. You know, da 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 da." And uh, he says, you know, and he's like, well, you know, maybe I don't know that. He goes, well, well you know, he was first night or something like that. And John gets up, you know, like, holy crap, runs out there, runs over there to it, and right to a sign that says traitor. And I had kind of heard, unfortunately, that there were some grumblings that there was a chance that his men might turn on him. And the second I see this sign that says traitor, I was like, oh, shit. And sure enough, <laughs> Alistair Thorne, you piece of garbage, turns around, stabs him in the belly. Well, you can't just blame it on Thorne, though. Oh, this no. is all of his men. Yeah, well, there's a group of about 15 on there. Yeah. And, you know, one by one, they come over and stab him for the night's watch. For the watch, you know. Yeah, for the watch. And he just stands there and takes 10 stabs to the stomach, you know. I think it was 10. I think he took about four yeah, uh, <laughs> it was before Ollie gets there. And then he falls to his knees, and Ollie walks over there, and he, you know. Ollie. Ollie. You know, and then he hits him in the chest, you yeah. know. And down goes John. And down goes my pen and my notes. And my anger level exceeds rage. And my wife spills her drink and says, I hate this effing show and everything else. Because, you know, our emotions were flaring at this moment. And it's one of those moments in the show that just tears your damn heart out. Yeah, this is a... um like I said, book knowledge is over. I knew this was coming. Uh, I didn't know how they were going to pull it off, or uh, what their plans were for this. But um, but they did a good job. They did a really good job because in the book, it's, it's different characters that do the stabbing. Um, you know, it's Night's Watchmen, just kind of like this. But you know, you're kind of aware of some other people that are involved, or but n- inconsequential. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They did a really good job on this scene, and uh, you know it just. And then, you, and of course, you see him fall back, and the, the glaze of the camera is a lot whiter. Like he's turned pale, and he lays there, and he just realizes he's you know been betrayed, and you see the blood coming out, you know. And of course, it cuts the damn credits, and I was like, "Son of a!" Oh. <laughs> I was very frustrated, very angry, and you know. And, but that is, that's Game of Thrones for you. That's what makes the show it is, is, you know, it's going to hit you when you least expect it from the least you know, expected angle and tear your heart out, you know, and you still thrive more for it, you know. Um, I don't know. I might have lost my wife. I, I mean, she might have just been like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not watching it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And I tried to tell her after I came to my senses an hour later and calmed down and few beverages to calm down and yeah yeah and uh tell her i said well maybe that's the reason we like the show is because you know 
These are the things you don't see. You know, not everybody gets the happy ending. You know, if anything, we should know that from this show. If anything, nobody will. Yeah, I know. swear, man. Uh, I, I look at it like this is really exciting for me because I've had all the books and stuff. And like I said, everyone's completely in the dark now. Everyone. There's nothing that anyone else knows now. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of stuff that that's possible, and I I can't think of anything that's big enough to like say that I have anything to hold over anybody. It's just a show watcher's head, you know. There's yeah. nothing, and so and yeah. this this is the cliffhanger of the book as well. Okay, um, for John's side, so you, no one knows. Yeah, he's dead. I got some good theories for this. I got some good theories. For oh, this. there's a zillion theories. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to express my theories yeah, you okay. know, in, a, in a few <laughs> minutes, you know. But uh, that's the end of the rundown on that. Um, best and worst. What was the worst part for you? Ugh. I can tell you mine. The sands are dropping the cork and leaving the door wide open and all that stuff. This, yeah, for some reason, that just irritated the crap out of me. I don't know. I mean, there's other parts of the show that you know that missed on some detail parts, but I think they did such a good job of hitting as many high notes as they could, or you know, so you get a taste of as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that was really good, you know. Um, and don't get me wrong, the Brienne thing with the convenience of missing the light, going to Stannis, waiting till he was one of the, he was actually walked out of that battle, you know, was a little too convenient. I would say those two things were right next to each other because they were within second, you know, within thirty seconds of each other. Um, those were just the parts that bothered me. I think it was too convenient. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'll say that was probably my bigger thing was just the Brienne missing the light by seconds. Yeah. You know, was more of my concern. It's such a, it's such a tiny little yeah, nip. Yeah, I mean, you know? it was a great episode. I mean, the last three episodes of this season have been a knockout of the park. What was your favorite? What was the best part? My favorite part of this episode, um, <sighs> believe it or not, my favorite part of the episode was Arya dispatching Grant. I think that was... I think that was awesome, too. I think it was an awesome action scene. Do I, do I think it's believable based on the level of training we've seen on TV? No. But I yearned for an action scene like that, and it delivered. It delivered and some, to be honest with you. When I was thinking I was thinking she sneaks up on him, cuts him, makes him defenseless, and he slowly bleeds out. She explains who she is, and then he dies a slow, horrible death. I wasn't expecting the eyes to get gouged out, <laughs> you know, getting stabbed four or five times in the chest, choking on your own shirt, take a couple shots in each side of the ribs, and then slice the man's throat. I mean, hello. Yeah. That is an execution. Yeah, that would probably be my favorite scene, too. But just to be different, I was uh, I guess I'd go to um, what's some of the other stuff I loved in this one. Hmm. There's so much, you know. It's how do you choose? I mean, you, you can think about it. You could you could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and the thing is, I I really liked the Jamie scene too. Like I really liked the Jamie and his daughter. You know, and the first time he gets gets to be dad for real. Gets to be dad for a minute before <laughs> his daughter. Brutal. Is it sad to say that some of the best parts of this entire episode were to watch primary characters die? I'd say she's a primary character, but she has a massive effect on a primary character. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at this. We, 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 some people think Stannis is toast. His scene was epic. John's scene, epic. Jamie and his daughter, epic. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of, a lot of death in this one. Yeah, this is one of the bigger 
All your kills, Mary Trant. That's epic. For for a final episode, this is one of the bigger like transition shifts that you'll ever there is get. No doubt. You know. I don't. You know. They left a lot of things hanging, but I don't see a lot of stuff hanging that's going to be epically badass as soon as we start out. I think we're going to have to do a lot of putting all the pieces back together and see where we're going from here. I don't know, man. I mean, how long does Cersei wait to send the mountain on some people? Frankly, uh, I don't think they're just going to just do what she says. I think she, you know, Tommen's going to take some convincing. I think that her, um, his, um, what do you call it? His advisory board, what do they call them? Oh, the his hand and all the other people. Yeah, like Kevin Lannister and Pysel. Yeah, all the, they're not going to be on her side for anything. So she's going to have to make, work her magic. You know, and the mountain's not good enough by himself. Don't get me wrong. I think he'd be awesome going there and clean up. But she's going to need more. And so she, I think that's going to take time. I think we're going to have to deal with her realizing, you know, her getting her grip back into everything and becoming powerful again. And finding a way to circumvent this trial that's coming up, as well as dealing with the Jamie and his daughter, and all that kind of stuff. I think we got we got more to feed before she becomes to be able to handle or dispatch what she needs to handle. I get you. Um, the Stannis question, you know, do we know? You know, yeah, it makes you sound like and look like she dispatched him, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, John, you know, he's laying there bleeding to death. We don't know. Yeah. You know. Um, Arya's blind, but we don't know what's going to happen there. We got, I mean, I got some good ideas, but um, the Dorn situation with Jamie. Yeah, yeah. What happens yeah. there? Losing you Marcella know. now. So there, uh-huh. there's a lot of, but every one of those things is is that it's picking up the pieces of what happened behind. There's not going to be any epic a- action waiting. You know what I mean? We think. We think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to completely take us off guard. Um, completely take us off guard. Uh, completely that. All right, so. I've got predictions, but I'm going to mix them into the feedback. i got some emails and stuff like that. Let me tell you, this is the one time out of feedback that everybody seems to have the same theories, the same interpretations, <laughs> the same thing. So I'm going to condense it to a really abbreviated yeah, feedback this time because kind of, we've been talking for over an hour. This is the longest rundown ever. But anyway, the consensus is, of course, we'll go ahead and talk about the big subject first. John, da da, right. you know, getting stabbed, da da da. All right, the new theory, in which I completely agree with this totally, is is that Melisandre shows up to Castle Black. John gets betrayed and he's bleeding to death. He has King's blood in him. You know, he's of nobility, right? He, Melisandre's there. He's not dead. If anything, they're going to do just like. Remember when Arya was with the Hound and went to this cave and fought the dude with the flaming sword. Remember that? And they brought him back to life and the Lord of this, da 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 da. I, I see the same thing happen here and so much feedback. I even had one guy, Drew from New Orleans, sent me even a YouTube video to prove his case. <laughs> that he said, You see this right here? Remind you. He's like, Zach, you know, this is what's going to happen. I can see it. Da, da, da. And I kind of agree with him. I think he's right on point. He says, Melisandre's there of Castle Black. This isn't. This isn't a coincidence. She's there for a reason. John's betrayed. He's there on the snow. She's going to save him. You know, and even so much so that Drew says it foreshadows to when she was there earlier talking to him saying, you're a fool, John, you know, and all that kind of stuff like that. And so this is where our payoff is coming down the road, just like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was multiple feedbacks talking about it's too convenient. Melisandre's there. They show him bleeding in the snow, but they don't show him dying. You know, yep. 
And plus, like, everybody wants to go. Everybody wants to go with that theory of J plus whatever equals this. You know, now, especially now that everybody thinks Stannis is dead, and so that he's the real. You know, um, what's that fellow? Azor Ahai. Azor Ahai coming back. You know, so. And plus, he would be the right person to go back and take Winterfell, and he would be the. You know what I mean? So I'm really hoping this is the, where it's going. So here's my thing. Like I said, I have no yeah, other, no book knowledge now. I have no book knowledge now this. for as far as what's going on with John. I agree with you. I think Melisandre brings John back to life using what um, it was the Red Knight, the other Red Priest that showed him Barrett Dondarrion. Yeah. Dang, what is his dang name? Thorin. Thoros. Thoros. Thoros Amir. Thoros. Yeah. Thoros Amir showed. How about that? I know a name you didn't. That was amazing. Yeah. I take back all the <laughs> whatever the rushes. I read on the feedbacks. Drew, I'll give you a full call on that again. All right. So Thoris Samir showed her that it, you know, you know, he prayed for his friend, and his friend came into life every time. Right. I don't know if that works for Melisandre. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility for her because even Thoros Mir said he had lost his religion. He just said a prayer for his friend, his best friend, and he just happened to come back. So now he's more on the Lord of the Light, you know. So, does she use something like that? Does she, I would think so, right? Because she even told him, "You don't deserve this power," you know. When when she found out that Thoros could bring those people back. So I see Melisandre bringing John back, but here's my major question: John has now died. He has now, his now's watch has ended. Is John a Night's Watchman anymore? If he's brought back to life, he has fulfilled his his duty. His duty. He has died a night's watchman. Does he come back? And now can he take his role in Winterfell, or does he go and start collecting the armies and be like, I may not be a night's watchman anymore, but I know the real battle. You know, something like you that. You hope so. You hope so. I don't know. That's you, my big hope. Is that you actually hope? That he gets a little revenge, but I don't see it happening. I think is anything with John's character. Sorry, so let's just go down that hypothetical road. He has brought back, right? You know, he's not going to punish those people who stabbed him. He's going to look at it. You know, the John Snow way of thinking about everything is, is that they're doing what they thought was right, just like he did what he thought that was right. So he's not going to feel. He'll be angry, but he's not going to want revenge. He'll, you know, it goes back to that. We need every man, you know. But the thing of it is. Lord Commander Mormont was mutinied. And he sent a troop of people down there to kill every last one of them. Now John's been mutinied. Doesn't matter. Even Amon told him, he said, you will never enjoy your command. You just have to tell them what to do. And they have to listen. So it doesn't matter what they thought was the right decision. They mutinied. So if he comes back and he still intends to be Lord Commander... I look at a Fallium. I look at a fifteen man head chopping. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or just send him out the wall, send him out the tunnel, and shut the door. Yeah, it's like fend for yourselves. You know, you don't realize what you know danger we're in. Obviously. Yeah, you're gonna see it first. You know, so I think that may be what we see. I think we might see John brought back. He's no longer a night watchman. That's what I kind of want to see. Is the fact that he's fulfilled. This his, gives him that duty. bridge to get out. Right now he, he handles his business. Now he has he's out of his vows. Yeah. Right. So now he can go and figure out what it's supposed to be. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I am totally right there with you. Um, the other thing is, is that a lot of feedback were saying that Stennis 
is not dead. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, they believe he, they see him win a great battle. We haven't seen that great battle yet and so on. They don't show it and there has to be a reason. You know, I mean, if he is really dead, I think they go ahead and show his head coming come clean off or something of that nature. That wow factor would be there. You know, yeah. what I mean? you know so... Um, that's another big deal about feedback is is that they were you know, we had several people I think Stephanie and a guy named Hale were asking us do, do we think he's dead? My answer to that is no. Um, I think we hear a sound or whatever like that. But I th- I I hate to say this, but I think Brianne hits the tree right next to him, and is going to have some kind of dialogue with him to explain that she's different or something's changed or. Or worst case scenario is that you hear that and that's somebody hitting Brienne or knocking her down before she finishes what she was going to do. And then we start a whole new, you know, deal. I don't think it's going to be Brienne getting hit. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I do think you're on to something maybe with her just striking the tree by his head and saying, I'm not like you. You know? Yeah. And she'll have something elegant to say. You know, and maybe... You know, you deserve to go on trial. You know, maybe something. something maybe something kicks in because, you know, she's like, she did abandon Sansa to come kill Stannis. Yeah. You know, does Pod stop her? You know, something like that. You know. We'll see. You know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm, I'm a little on the side of thinking that Stannis is not dead. Because I kind of want to see Stannis kill Melisandre. Yeah, um, I did have a feedback come. Um, Alan sent me an email saying that um, an interview happened with David Nutter, the director, and said that he confirmed that John was dead because it was a Julius Caesar style betrayal. Mm-hmm. And I saw this interview. Yeah, you know, but um, I still don't believe it. Just like Alan here says, uh, I think he has to say that, so it has the shock and awe of what happens next season. I agree with that completely. I think that he's not truly. I'd be really stunned if John's gone. Like you know, Kit Harrington's off the show. I'd be really shocked. No, I'd be a hundred percent shocked if he was truly dead. But I mean, that's the thing, though. He is dead. Just like Beric Dondarrion is really dead when Thoros brings him back every time. He's legit dead. The Hound cut him in half last time, and he brought him back to life. You know what I mean? So. Nutter can say that all he wants. Yeah, Jon Snow's dead. Doesn't mean he won't be brought back from dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not telling the truth. Um, (laughs) Ian told us and goes, uh, Game of Thrones, unfortunately, guys, you will not be casting much longer on. Okay. He says, it's going the way of Homeland. Um, It has killed the last true... Uh, rooting last true hero worth rooting for, and now the show the show will have a hard time getting back the ratings and episode or season seven won't even be commissioned. Your thoughts? Oh, I don't. I can't disagree more. Uh, this has sorry, been- Ian, but I don't watch it for one guy. The show has four hundred characters. And, and I, look at all the cliffhangers we were left with this yeah, season. Uh, I think Tell me you're not. Don't you're elevating. I think John's now. If if for some really crazy season John so is really dead and so on there is plenty of meat left on the bone for us to forget him about him by, by episode two or three I'm sorry maybe by the end of episode one when we're like oh he's really gone oh what's now what's going on now mm, moving on I don't I see, that's the thing it's like I, I I've already put that out of my mind I already feel like Jon Snow's coming back because I just feel like he's 
one of the top one or two characters. All right. Not that I don't think those ter- type of characters can't be killed, but I'm just like, I feel like a song of ice and fire is about John and Danny. Yeah. You know, so I feel like, okay. Yeah. Danny had to step into the flames, you know, to be reborn, the mother of dragons. John had to get mutinied to come out maybe Azora High. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, um. Or whatever. Or <laughs> John Stark. Or John Targaryen. Whatever it ends up being, what he is, you know, I don't know. Right. We still don't know who his parents are, so we've got to find that out. <laughs> Kim emailed me. Uh, that's what you call it. And I, I, she, I, I wanted to explain this with Kim. I love this email. Uh, Kim says, four reasons Jon Snow is not dead. <laughs> Reason number one, Melisandre just happens to come into the camp. Uh, Reason number two, Jon Snow is the only person that knows Valerian Steel kills White Walkers, which is actually incorrect because Sam knows that. Yeah. Um, number three, previous seasons have hinted Jon is half Stark and half Targaryen. And number four, Jon Snow has the most beautiful hair on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, Kim, I appreciate the, the comic relief there. Um, I don't judge men's hair, so I can't tell you um, about that one. Lovely flowing locks. But, you know, I, I do think it's really convenient for Melisandre. I do think it's uh, they've definitely hinted towards some other things. The, the Valyrian Steel thing, I think uh, Sam knows that. He makes it back to Old Town. He spreads the word. Uh, I think... If anything, this episode confirms to me that the White Walker War is a long way away now. For some reason, it, you know, it, it brings it up to the forefront, but now it makes me feel like a lot more stuff's got to come on um, before the White Walkers come, or people have to realize what's coming to even make it a battle. And so now that he has either been dead or something's happened or changed, we still have a good ways to go before that becomes a prominent part of the show. Uh, you agree with that? Um, Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much next season can be about the White Walkers' imminent battle, you know. Or I think it could be about the. I think the White Walkers will reach the wall next season, and you will have kind of maybe what happens at the wall, as far as the White Walkers are concerned. But that'll be it for this coming season, and then the final season I see being. We're the have the battle. battle for Westeros, you know, the the true battle. Yeah, you know, um, I'm with you there. I, I think the White Walker. I think we got the biggest taste we ever got, but we're, they're not going to be a big part of next season of anything. I think it's going to be they're our cliffhanger at the end of next year. Is what I feel like. Is like okay, so much is going on this whole next season, but the reality of it is, it's pointless compared to what is coming now. And now the stories are going to have to deal with it collectively. In some form or fashion. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, mean, I don't know. It, because it, they're going to bring Bran back. Very and true. Bran's up there. He's north of the wall. You know, Hodor, Bran, all them. So you're going to see kind of what he's involved in, I think. You know, you have to. Really, they have to bring back Asha and Rickon to kind of see what's going on with them. You know, so there's a yeah. lot of stuff. You know, we're going to get we're going to get the Greyjoys next season and what's going on with them because um, we didn't see them, you know, we didn't see Yara and her dad. We still haven't seen the last leech that was burned. We haven't seen um, the Greyjoy King die. So, you know, there's still there's still some stuff to be taken care of up there. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, 
There's a lot of stuff they got to do next year. So right, right. But I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so looking forward to it. And like you said, you know, we don't have to worry so much about spoilers or anymore or anything like that because I mean, we don't really do the research to see this or who talked about that or da 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 da. We just like to talk about you know book comparisons and break down the preview for next season. So realistically, we only have to worry about that kind of stuff for next year. Um, yeah, know. we don't even need a PG spoiler section this time. Yeah, we, there's nothing no, to talk. Because reality of it is, it's more or less just a season wrap up. It's all speculation at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's all speculation. Um, you know, while we're talking about that, you know, what, what, what? Give me a couple differences in the book that you know you noticed right off the top of hand. I know one of them was the Arya being blind thing. Was the timing a little off on that? Yeah, it was just different. She gets, you know, when she. You know, kill someone she's not supposed to in the books or whatever. She's punished by being blind. Okay, but that's not like... It wasn't as final as it was in the show, I guess you'd yeah. say. You know, and it wasn't... And she hadn't put on a face yet and stuff like that. So it's not... Right. It's not as you know, pushed forward as it is in the show. But, I, you know, the like I said, and John, he was killed by a couple of different guys. But they were all Night's Watchmen, inconsequential. Right. Um, Just minor detail. Right. Uh, Danny is found by the Kalasar um, in the, you know, grass sea, or whatever they call it. Um, the Jamie stuff, you know, this is all new. You know, uh, his daughter is still alive in the book. You know, this is all, you know, crazy. She's been involved in some stuff, but she's not dead. Right. So it's kind of like they fast-forwarded through some of that stuff, and now we're to the unknown, correct? Yeah, we've moved, I think slightly into the next book with that okay because there's a lot of different weird characters involved in the Dorn plot in the book right. and you gotta you understand know, Jamie's not even there you know what kills me is, is I know a lot of people complain that you know source material's not there the last book's not there the show might get ahead of this but the reality of it is is this and this was coming to our feedback before too and I hit it again was is that uh, there's three people who know how this ends okay one's a writer the other two are B and D all right. Well, they've gone through this whole thing, and so I believe yes, we're we're off on little details here and there and so on. But I think they do that because of TV value and what they think needs to happen and stuff. But even if the book doesn't come out, I think it's going to follow the same lines as when the book does uh, actually show. It, it will. It's going to at least conclude the same. Right. I would and say. so uh, you know, I wish you know, I'm not bashing people who feedback all the time about you know, but the reality of it is complaining about not having a book to source it from doesn't change the, the show in my mind. You know, so that doesn't bother me, you know. No, the thing, it's more of a fear. It's more of a fear of the fact that the D&D doesn't have source material to to pull directly from. Because a lot of the best scenes in all of Game of Thrones are pulled directly from the book. Well, what's to say that uh, R.R. Martin doesn't have notes or cliff notes or different like that? Yeah, it might not be in full print, but maybe these guys have actually seen source material. They know? have. They have. They have the bullet points. They have some of the source material right. and stuff like that. But I'm saying... Some of the best dialogue you'll hear, yeah, and I stuff got like that. that, is pulled directly from the page. I got you. I got you. Um, farewells. We got several. <laughs> we can go ahead and say farewell to Stannis Baratheon, even though we're not positive. But I'm gonna go ahead and say farewell, Stannis. Give it farewell. Uh, Stannis. I freaking despised in the beginning of these the series. 
this entire season, except for the last three episodes, give or take, um, he became one of my favorite characters. Um, I really enjoyed the combination between him, Melisandre, uh, and John, uh, Davos, all Davos, John, all those things. The things he was doing. They were turning him into a good guy. The speech with his daughter. You know, the things that he was leading by. Uh, going in there and saving John. All that kind of stuff with that. Of course, they completely torpedoed that crap at the yeah. end of it and made him the sorriest sucker, you know, there is on the show. And, you know, and his ultimate demise. Uh, so you can say goodbye to him. Um, bye to his wife, Celise. You can say goodbye to his Celise. Meh. I don't have a lot to say about there, meh. but meh, moving on. Uh, we can say goodbye to, um, what was the mistress, um, uh, you know, Ramsey's girl? Miranda. Miranda. We can say goodbye to Miranda. Boulderhead. Yeah. Uh, Dashed on the rocks. Yes. <laughs> you look like a, an egg popped right there. Yes, that's the uh, yolk everywhere. That uh, was disgusting. Uh, we can say goodbye to Jon Snow. Yeah. Uh, good looking hair himself. Uh, took at least six stab wounds. Like a champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though always a little stab there. And uh, he's dying miserably on a snowy ground, bleeding out. Um, uh, Batman Trant. Maren Maren Trant, Trant, you know, <laughs> he doesn't see the future anymore. <laughs> no. So we're going to say farewell to uh, Maren Trant. And he got what he needed, and yeah, uh, proud of you, Arya, and uh, I hope he died slowly instead of the dead fish looking like him as he fell. Um, uh, and I don't remember anybody else. There's plenty. I mean, that's got to be the highest count of death yeah, we've ever a, had that's here. a pretty big body count. So. That's a, that's a lot like we body need count. more. So, yeah, farewell to all those characters, um, which, don't get me wrong, I do believe a couple of them will be returning back to the show in some fashion, but... I will be going to tell them all very well. Um, the, uh, we usually at this time, before we wrap the show, we do uh, recommendations, uh, and we and then we also have spoilers stuff like that, but we're going to shake it up since this is the season wrap-up. Um, and I think we're going to go recommending ourselves uh, for the future. <laughs> um, this is going to be our last cast for uh, Game of Thrones for this se- this season. Uh, and we'll pick it up right next season because we freaking love the show and we love that you guys have listened to us and been a part of this for us and uh, hope you catch us again next year for Game of Thrones. But uh, our recommendation is is that we've done some research and looked into it, but we are going to start casting True Detective Season 2 starting next Sunday. Uh, it, re- it replaces Game of Thrones, same time slot. Uh, it's followed by a new show called Ballers with Dwayne Johnson, but we're not going to be casting on that. Oh, um, and for the uh, Rock in a suit. Yes, um, I'm sorry. Like the Rock, uh, he's the next Arnold Schwarzenegger and all, but you know we're not going to be worried about his series. But uh, True Detective Two, um, you know, uh, we're really looking forward to it. Um, Jake and I really, really enjoyed True Detective the first season. Thought McConaughey and um, 
Woody. Woody were phenomenal. I think it, it had some really, really unique writing or directing and direction it went, and it was back and forth, the great scenes, great cinematography. Uh, truly excited about this next season of True Detective. Uh, really looking forward to it, and I want you guys to join us and listen in on it. Uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a good time with it and a blast. Um, and so that I believe is our recommendation for uh, absolutely next one. See us next week. Yeah, just next week. It'll be a week from today. Um, we'll be casting on this. Um, but other than that, um, any final thoughts on Game of Thrones, man? What can we, you, hit us with it? I'm just super pumped, man. I'm super pumped. You know, I've, I'm out of book knowledge. Let me hit you with this question: Was this the best season of the series? No, probably not. I, I think I, I liked season three probably the best. Um, Why? Just as far as consistently good episodes, this 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 season didn't have bad episodes or like that, but it had some things I thought were really fumbled, like the Dorn plot and some things like that, which which was so promising, and then kind of just. I'll give you that. I will say this season right here had the most epic moments or the largest amount of epic moments but as it should since it's you know where we are basically book wise and things that are going on um you know minus a few episodes like red wedding and blackwater and a few of those things it had two or three episodes back to back to back that were top notch amazing and devastating you know we had a, there was a fast-paced series, I mean, season. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to call it my favorite um, just because, it, you know, we had so much going on and they moved at a good pace. You know, don't get me wrong, parts of it I wish were slowed down to really get that development, to really get that gut wrench, but they did move fast on some things and I think it helped in other things. So overall, I really enjoyed this season and it just makes me that much more pumped for next year. Absolutely. To really see where we're going. Because, I mean, I'm dying to know what's going to happen first episode. They've done so much to tantalize you to know what's coming up. You know, you want to know. Where in the previous seasons, they did a lot of things where they wrap, wrap here, wrap here, right here. But this one has left two, three, maybe four huge cliffhangers. You know, of like, is he really dead? Is he really dead? Is this how she's really going to be the rest of her days? Is th- what's going to happen to her? You know, I mean, there's so many things that oh, are yeah. like, holy Absolutely. crap! You know, so I really, really, really look forward, forward to, to the next part. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> no got joke. A lot to throw into it. <laughs> yes, no joke. And we will definitely be breaking that down for every little minuscule detail. Yeah. And so, uh, guys, again, we're going to call this a wrap. Uh, we really enjoyed this. Uh, hope y'all did as well. If you got any more comments like that about this year, go ahead and hit us. We'll add it to a Facebook page, put it on Twitter, whatever. Um, but we, we love you guys, love this show. And uh, remember, we'll be hitting True Detective next. That's next uh, next week. It comes on. It just replaces Game of Thrones. And email us or tweet us. We're at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com or at bleedtvpodcast on Twitter. And uh, we look forward to it. And uh, until next year. Yeah, we'll this see is Bleed TV and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. See you, bye.